0: Welcome to the Sharing Our Journey podcast, a podcast ministry of Herodsburg Baptist Church. As always, I'm Associate Pastor Jonathan Johnston, and I'm joined yet again with our youth pastor, David Carpenter. How are y'all doing? And uh, David is preaching this week as we are, he's actually preaching the next two, as we are continuing our sermon series tied in with our Vacation Bible School theme from this year. Uh, Vacation Bible School theme is Celebrating God's Greatness. And so last week, as we started the series, we just looked at an overview of how great God is uh, from the prayer of David. Uh, and this week, David, it's funny, we have David in the Bible last week and you, yes. David this I, week. I was not in the Bible. <laughs> uh, this week, David is going to be bringing out Romans 8:31 through39 and we're specifically going to be looking at the love of God yeah. uh, as a specific attribute. So I guess we'll dive right in. Romans yeah. eight thirty one through 39. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more, has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or anguish or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than victorious through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
1: Amen. That's good stuff right there, Jonathan. And uh, we are our Kind of taking some of the the big ideas, the Bible points from our Vacation Bible School series, and uh, just kind of expounding upon them more, sharing them with the church overall, mm-hmm. uh, exploring those topics. And uh, today we are looking at what was our night two, well night one of uh, VBS. Yeah, yeah. It was our 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 Bible point of the night, which is that God uh, loves me no matter what. Mm-hmm. Awesome God, and we are really looking at how awesome God is. And today we're in Romans chapter eight. And uh, I hope that I'd encourage you if, if you're a believer and you've never read the book of Romans, um, it is, it's easy reading. I think it, it is very plain. It is very understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, culturally, I think that the, the Roman culture, you know the heart of the Roman culture that this was written to is pretty understandable for right. a Western person. Yep. That's a struggle sometimes in understanding the Bible is you got to go okay this was written to an Eastern culture, not right. a Western. But yep. this is I mean about as close as you can get. The Apostle yep. Paul, of course, wrote this. He wrote thirteen and some would say fourteen <laughs> books of our New Testament, right. and he wrote this to the church, the Christians there in Rome, which is of course his ultimate goal to get there. And uh, Romans is an incredible book. It out of the gospels is probably the most formative book of the christian faith mm-hmm. uh, it is full of doctrine mm-hmm. it is full of our theology and really frames our understanding of really who we are called to be yeah. how we are called to be what we are called <laughs> to be and uh outside of the gospels uh You know, I would say if if I met somebody and they weren't a believer and I was going to give them a book of the Bible to read, I would give them the Gospels to tell the story of Jesus. Um, There's, you know, people have their different favorite Gospels, mine is Luke, but that's okay. If yours not, everyone can be wrong. Um, But uh, if someone was a believer, a follower of Jesus, and they were going to say, I want one book of the Bible to read. I would be hard-pressed not to give them Romans, this book, yeah. the Book of Romans. Yeah. It is really kind of out of all of Paul's writings, this is the pinnacle of his writings. Mm-hmm. And then if you take the Book of Romans and kind of look at all of it, there are many people that would argue that this chapter, chapter 8, is the best of the best of, of, of the Book of Romans. This is almost like Paul's greatest hits. Yeah. Um, this is kind of you know his hit single, his number one song. This is a, a chapter of the Bible that you could really read Forever, mm-hmm. um, and find just encouragement in it, blessing in it, challenge in it, formation in it. It's it's really really good. Yeah. And uh, today we're talking about God's love that God loves us no matter what. And I was I was taken instantly to this chapter of the Bible and reading this chapter of the Bible, uh, how how easily God's love is kind of laid out and defended in, in this piece. It. it took me to a story about my brother. Uh, my brother is, is two years older than me. I have an older sister who's four years older than me and an older brother who is two years older than me. His name is William. And, uh, this story happened before I was born. So you, you can't blame me for it. I was not (laughs) culpable. Uh, nothing, you know, none of it was my fault. I didn't even witness it. Um, but it was, uh, probably 1996, at an IHOP in in Southern Alabama where my family lived at the time. And uh, my mom and my dad and my brother and my sister went to IHOP. And uh, as one does at IHOP, um, they ordered some pancakes. You got to order pancakes. Got to order pancakes at the International House House of of Pancakes. pancakes. Yeah, there you go. So they ordered some pancakes, and my my family was was sitting at a table uh, that was up against a wall. So there's, you know, six potential seats normally at a table, but this one was up against the wall, so there's five. Mm -hmm. So each of my parents had taken a seat. My sister, who was probably three years old, had taken maybe a booster seat, but a seat there at the table. And my brother had been put in a high chair at the end of the table. And uh, they ordered their food and the waitress came and brought their food and asked, is there anything else that you need? And they said, "Um, this looks great. We need one more thing. We'd like some syrup for our pancakes. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if this waitress didn't have children. Um, I don't have children, but I was a kid's pastor before I came to, to HBC, and so I've worked with children. But she she came back with this warm maple syrup and put it down on the table at the same end where my brother's high chair was. And he was kind of at that age where he knew he has arms and hands, <laughs> but they're just kind of going everywhere everywhere. Um, and she she put that syrup down just within his his reach and he he took that bottle of syrup and he picked it up off the table and he raised it up over his head and he baptized himself <laughs> in warm ihop maple <laughs> syrup there uh, in the restaurant that day, and it ran down his head and, and down, you know, his face and into his clothes, and I'm sure into every nook and cranny and crevice on his body and in his socks, and his entire person was covered in that, that syrup. And, you know, today, uh, Sunday, if you joined us, or maybe you're, you're not uh, from this area, you're listening to our podcast, we're so glad that you're listening, but uh, we, we, we discussed this idea that God's love, well, it's all over us. Mm-hmm. that God dumps his love on us, that he, uh, that he pours his love on us um, and that it is running down uh, our lives, that it is the layer between us and the world around us, that if you want to get to us, you're going to have to get through <laughs> that layer of God's love, yeah. that it's, it's sticky, yeah. that as we go into our lives and the challenge for us is we're going to look at God's love today, but I want us as we turn, and leave this conversation to say hey i'm taking with me the love of an everlasting god and and just like if maybe you got some syrup on you and you you touch something it's going to leave some residue maybe that we would be people to say not only is god's love all over me yeah. but as i go into my life i want to be a person that leaves residue i want to leave behind the 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 evidence that god's love was present
0: yeah Yeah, and that's just the imagery there of of syrup getting literally everywhere uh, is very vivid, uh, and and there's no spot on your brother, probably, that that didn't fill. No. (laughs) Uh, And even if you try to clean that with soap... Like it's still, there's still going to be sticky
1: still, spots. I'm I'm a grown adult, and yeah. uh, if you give me a, a plate of pancakes or maybe a waffle, and I get get syrup on it, I'm going to walk away with some between <laughs> my fingers somehow. Does not matter how careful I am. Yeah. It's going, you know, some on the end of my nose or some, You'll find syrup, Somewhere. man. Places. It's just like, how did I get syrup yeah. b- behind, you know, behind my ears here? Yeah. Eating these pancakes, but it happens to me still. Yeah. Um, but truthfully, uh, God's love is like that. Mm-hmm. That it is just it's just all over us that it just covers our lives
0: yeah and and as paul says in romans he he indicates that nothing can separate us from that love yes definitely like it's not just that it's all over us but we also can't be separated from it
1: yeah and and really Sermons like this are easy to preach. You did one last week. You made this comment to me and I'll give you a little this a little inside baseball, you know, if you, if you need to work on a sermon. Pick out a passage in the Bible like that, that like this, or like the one that you preached last week. Yep. Just kind of outlines itself. Mm-hmm. And Paul does that for us. Yeah. Um, starting in verse 38, if you're reading along with Romans chapter eight, he says, For I'm sure. And he starts with this, neither death nor life. So he says, first thing, and and this is the way that we said it, if you join us on Sunday, that lifetimes can't separate us from God's love. Mm-hmm. That God's love for us isn't determined by age or by generation. Mm-hmm. That God is writing the story of not just our history, but of of the history of our universe and includes in that that he is love. Yeah. And uh, that God is is from the very beginning— uh, is someone who is pouring out his love on humanity. That that neither our death, obviously, can't separate us from God's love. But not only that, our life being in existence, we are confident right. that, that God is, is currently loving us.
0: Yeah, yeah and, and that's very important for Paul to start out because of who he's writing to. Mm. Uh, people in Rome were experiencing both. They were experiencing death Yeah, all around them. Christians sure. were being persecuted. They were being killed. Uh, but living was no, uh, picnic either because constant threat of persecution and death. Uh, but I love how you threw in just now the, the generation as well. So, so really it doesn't matter when you're born. Yep. So the fact that we, you were born much later than I, but the fact that we were born, when we were born, in the 1900s, you, I guess, in the 2000s. No, I was
1: born in the 1900s. 1900s, yeah, barely, Give me that. Barely. Give
0: me 1900s, that. 1900s, right? Uh, the fact we were born then, and Christ came and lived and walked this earth and died thousands of years before that. Right. That still doesn't separate us from his love. Truthfully.
1: And, you know, that's empowering for us to know, retrospectively mm-hmm. that God's love for people was true before Christ. Right. It is true for us living after Christ. Mm-hmm. It is true for those who will, you know, our world is so quickly changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, if you have children or, or grandchildren, you know, you're thinking, my gosh, the world that they're going to experience is so very different mm-hmm. than the world that I experienced. Right. Um, God's love for them will not change regardless mm-hmm. of, of the world uh, physically uh, you know, politically, whatever, God's love for us is true, age to age, generation to generation. I love that. You know, Psalm thirty-three, eleven says, "The counsel of the Lord stands forever; mm-hmm. the plans of his hearts are to all generations." Yeah. That that God looks and sees humanity in its entirety mm-hmm. and says, "I love you." Mm-hmm. I love uh, that about our God, and that's so wonderful that that God chose not only uh, to love us. But that you know, God created us not because He loved us. God loved us before our creation. God God didn't create us to love us, but that God uh, invites us into His love that is all you know that is that has always existed and made us to experience His love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost uh, it's it's really almost mind breaking to think you know God existed mm-hmm. in in perfect uh, Trinity. Right. And uh, together, the the Godhead bodily always was, mm-hmm. but God said, "I'm going to make a, a a group of people that can choose to to not love me back, that can choose not to <laughs> worship me, that can choose so many things that are outside of what I would choose for them, yeah. but I'm going to give them uh, life so that they can experience my love."
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were. We were. Uh, he didn't create us, uh, let's see, I, I was thinking through that, like his love for us is such that he, he his love drove him to create rather than, uh, a lot of times I think we view it and we try to tell people, oh, God loves you because he made you, right? And reality is what we're saying is, no, God, cre- God, God loves you and that's why he created you rather than the other way around, uh, which is still, it's still powerful and meaningful to think that because God made me, he loves me. Uh, because what, what child or what anyone that, that does crafts or makes things doesn't love then what they've made. But it's quite different to look and say, out of this nature of love, who God just is, mm-hmm. comes this creative uh, spark, this, this creation design.
1: Yeah. And, and that God, I like the word invites. Um, I think that is a, a very, you know, common word for us. It's theologically accurate, Mm -hmm. um, which I try to be as best I can. I'm not real smart, but I try (laughs) to be uh, that, that God really in everything invites us into his plan, invites Mm -hmm. us into his will, but made us so that we could experience God's love. Yeah. How awesome yeah. is God? You know, God shows his love to us in so many ways. His, his creation is beautiful. Yeah. God made that and that God, you know, paints our sky at sunset. And he says, hey, I just want to show you I love you. You don't have to recognize it, but I'm, I'm pouring my love <laughs> out putting, on you, I'm whether or not you anyway. like it or not, yeah. I'm you know, putting it there anyway. so many incredible things oh, that yeah. we experience in this earth are testaments to God's love. The community that we feel in our church, the love that we feel from others. Um, you know, Jonathan, both you and I are married to amazing women that we have no business or right <laughs> to be married to that right. put up with a lot from us all the time. Yes, And daily, daily, they show us God's love. And I don't deserve that. I don't deserve yeah. Kelsey Gray. But God said, hey, I love you so much. I'm going to give you just a picture, just an image of my love through somebody in your life. And how constantly God is pouring his love out on us yeah. simply because he allowed us to exist and experience it. Yeah. And that is this certainly uh, just a wonderful thing to know about our God. Oh yeah. But, you know, Paul here continues that not death nor life which is weird that he started with those because I would have put those at the end. (laughs) But he says, hey, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Death nor life. But then he continues, not angels nor rulers. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying here is that God's love doesn't turn off or on based on whether, you know, your candidate wins. Whether, you know, the person in the White House is somebody you voted for or not. Whether your political party or whether your, uh, you know, people that you would uh, endorse are in charge. Mm -hmm. But it's not just broad scale. It's, hey, you may not like your boss sometimes and and right. the leadership, the people that you're in, in subject to may not be your favorite people. And that doesn't change God's love for you. Right. Here's a great example. I don't know about you. I, I've been pulled over a few times. And uh, a lot of the times when, when I get pulled over uh, my first thought is God, how would you let me get pulled over? Don't you love me? And God's <laughs> first thought is, Hey, even on the days when you get pulled over, I still love you. I still love you. (laughs) That leadership in our lives can't affect God's love. That rulers uh, are are not something that can change God's love for us. And this is so important to remember and so important, I think, for American Christians. Because uh, one of my biggest concerns is that so much of our identity in the church in in america and as christians is wrapped up in politic it's wrapped up in candidacy it's wrapped up in who you vote for or who you didn't vote for and here's the truth uh, i think you should be a good citizen we we've talked about this and jonathan and i had a conversation about this yesterday we you know harrodsburg Baptist church be a good citizen pay your taxes obey the laws i think if you feel god leading you to vote for somebody pray about it and vote for them we're going to trust the holy spirit in your life to do that but here's the truth the president can't affect God's love for you. Nope. You, you know, we, we could have, um, a a country that, you know, is, is the most oppressive country in the world. If we lived in, in North Korea, God's love for us would still be the same that, you know, regardless of whether we face persecution, as these people that are reading this letter from Paul did, uh, whether or not we are living in absolute freedom or anything in between God's love for us, never, changes and that our identity as Christians should never be so wrapped up in uh, a politic or, or in a vote that we neglect to say, Hey, you know, at the end of the day, I I hope this person wins, or maybe I'm praying for this person when I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you feel God leading you to do that, but at the end of the day, God's love is all over me Mm -hmm. and there's nobody that can stop that.
0: Yeah. And actually our biblical instruction is to pray for, whoever that leader is, whether we voted for them or not. certainly Uh, We've talked about this before, you and I have, that it is interesting when you look at all the writings of Paul and all the letters to the churches that are all under persecution, never once does he voice to them that they need to pray for a new leader. No, Never once does he voice an an inkling of an idea that you need to overthrow this oppressive government. That's not in there at all. Uh, And it's because of this fact, the fact that at the end of the day, what really matters is that God loves us. Yeah, and rulers cannot yep separate us. Sorry. Life and death cannot yep. separate us from that.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, Rick Warren, a pastor and author, I think he said it best. He said that our hope is not in the man in the White House, but the man on the cross. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that can become cliche for us as Christians sometimes, but it's so important to remember mm-hmm. that you know, it, if if our identity. If our thoughts of who God is or God's love for us is controlled by politics, then we will never, never fully appreciate the love that God pours out on us constantly. But Paul doesn't just say rulers. I love that Paul <laughs> says angels. right? Yep. Uh, because, you know, angels would say, Jonathan, not just, you know, the, the, the uh, authorities of this earth, but supernatural authorities, supernatural powers— those cannot separate us from God's love either.
0: Right, and, and to throw it out on a weird slant, even those who may be listening, who believe there are aliens out there, guess what? Certainly, they don't separate us from Definitely the love of God either. Yeah,
1: God's love for us is 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 not anything that can be manipulated by any kind of authoritative power. Right, anything that rules over us. Um, that can't separate us from God's love. That God's love is continuously poured out on us. So death, life, angels, rulers. Now He adds things present, things to come. And we said on Sunday that this was our location. And I don't mean that physically necessarily; could mean that physically, but but that that in every circumstance of our life, in every place where uh, we are, mm-hmm. God's love is there with us, that no matter what we face, uh, that, that whatever the day is, God's love is with us there. David wrote uh, in Psalm 23 famously that even in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Well, Why? Because thou art with me, as it's said in King James, <laughs> thou art with me. God, you're here present right. with me. And because your love finds me in the deepest, darkest, emotional, physical, spiritual uh, uh, moments of our lives things present, the things we face today, Mm -hmm. and even the hard stuff that is to come. And, and I don't, I don't know the Bible well enough to tell you if Paul was speaking prophetically here, but (laughs) just as bad as it was for the, for the, the Christians in Rome, it would get much worse through the first century. Mm -hmm. Um, the things to come were even harder that, no matter what we face, God's love is there with us and that we can have hope in those moments and we can have joy in those moments and we can have peace and comfort because God's love is with us in every uh, situation of our lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's important to remember those things because in the midst of them, it can often be easy to forget Yeah, that, that, uh, his love is ever with us. Um, but it was true for them then, and it's true for us now, and it will be true for anyone to come after.
1: And I think it's, you know, it's important to realize that throughout Scripture we see this illustrated, um, and it would be easy to point out examples, but you know, one that I'm drawn to, to think of is, is even Jonah, who was in rebellion, who ran from God, <laughs> yes. that God's love and his mercy found Jonah in the belly of a whale and said, hey, you ran from me. You disobeyed me. Yep. You basically said, you know, curse word you, God, right, and ran. Yeah. And my love still finds you in literally the deepest, darkest, <laughs> coldest, Saves stomach it. acid yeah. Yeah. induced uh, situation of your life. Yeah. That my love is there for you. And though Jonah continued to struggle in in, in you know the, the revival <laughs> in Nineveh yeah. and his hatred for people. God's love was still all over him. And the same is true for us. If you're running from God, God loves you. If you're struggling in your relationship with God, God loves you. If you're questioning what God's purpose and plan is for you in, in your life, God loves you. If, if maybe you say, hey, David, I'm not a Christian. I don't, I don't identify that way. I'm, I'm interested in the spiritual thing. God loves you. No matter what it is, even if you would say, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. I've turned from God. I, I hate God. God loves you. Mm-hmm. that God loves us regardless of the position of our life or the position of our heart, that God loves us continually.
0: Yeah, and that, and that at the core is the message of the gospel, is the fact that God who loves saw fit in his plan to make one way and only one way for man to be made right with him so that you were talking about experiencing his love as we do in this life so that we can experience that love in person for all of eternity.
1: Yes. And, and, you know, Paul is really just basically striking down objections to God's love. As we read this, you know, it's almost like he's sitting with someone who thinks, you know, God doesn't love me. God could never love me. God wouldn't love me. And they said, well, what do you think? would keep God from loving you. So, life and death, those things, no, those won't, okay? Uh, Angels nor rulers, no, not those things. Well, what about, you know, things present or things to come, the struggles I'm facing or the things I'm doing? What about the things I'll do in the future or the struggles I'll face in the future? No, those can't. And then he, he says something here that, is kind of curious. He says, nor things present or things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths. Now, once again, I've got a little problem with Paul here, because if I was laying this out, not only would I have written uh, life and death at the end, because <laughs> I think that's, you know, kind of the, the bring it home sermon point, right? right, right. But, but I would have put powers with angels and rulers. And, right. and it's important to understand, of course, the Bible was not written in, in English, but has been translated. And Uh, basically what what Paul is saying here is that in powers nor heights nor depths is that nothing physically or spiritually can block you from God's love. And the reason why he didn't put these two words, angels, rulers, and powers together, which we would typically group as one kind of thought or idea, is because the the word for rulers is the word archai, A-R-C-H-A-I, which we would get our words for oligarchy, or monarchy. patriarchy, monarchy. Okay. Yeah. So those words are the beginning or the chief or a king. Mm-hmm. It's 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 powerful beings or forces. Mm-hmm. Um, but this word for powers or or maybe principalities in some translations of, of the Bible would be the word dunamis which is a a word that means uh, miraculous or heavenly power, God power. It's the same word that Jesus prayed when he said that yours, God, is the power Mm -hmm. and the glory forever and ever. So what this is saying is that all the power in the universe Mm -hmm. of every spiritual being, of every person's willpower, of of all the power uh, that that can be amassed in, in a spiritual sense, that can't separate us from God's love. That that the limitations uh, that that the world or that the universe may place on us, those are not things that separate us from God's love. Hey, you can't hate God enough <laughs> or not want God's love enough right. that God doesn't lavish and pour His love upon you. Yeah. How good is it to know that that this is now coupled with heights or depths? So literally, the the depth of depression. And I say that gently, understanding that that's a real thing people struggle with. Mm-hmm. But the depths of of depression and hatred and 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 hardship, that the heights of joy, mm-hmm. that the little physical depths of the earth, mm-hmm. that the little heights of the heavens, no matter where in any spectrum you find yourself, of any of the powers that may be, or 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 the the um, the existence that we dwell in, God's love is there. David wrote so so beautifully in, in the Psalms that he said, "If I make my bed in Sheol, which is their word for the afterlife or or the, the maybe grave, the, the yeah. dark place away from God, right? Yep. So if I make my bed there, so I am laying down to sleep. <laughs> your love has already beat me there. I am gonna find your love there. Yeah. That that there is nothing we can do yeah. uh, to to get ourselves away from God's love. How great is God's love that it it finds us that way?
0: Yeah, yeah, and that that is that is how far reaching the love of God is. And that's why in a sermon series about celebrating God's greatness, we have to cover the love of God because all of his attributes are great. <laughs> but among them, this one is the one as it relates to us that is so unfathomable. The uh, the fact that there is nowhere you can go outside of his love. The fact that there is nothing that can separate us from his love uh, and and we should all be able to take great comfort from that if you're listening to this today uh, that is our prayer for you that you if you have a relationship with Christ already that this firms that up and just helps you live in a more empowered way to know that God's love is constantly with you and goes ahead of you Yeah. Uh, and if you're not yet a follower of Christ as David pointed out even if you are the biggest hater of God this world knows. He still loves you. His son still died for you. Yeah. And you can still receive that forgiveness and receive that love by turning to him.
1: Yeah. You know, Romans 5 8 says it so wonderfully that God showed his love for us, all of us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. That God's love is such a great motivator for God's character. Yeah. Um something that is is, you know, never truly doable by a human mind, but is something we want to do is understand God. Mm-hmm. What you will see so much time and time again is that God in his relationship with humanity, even in the harder things that may make us uncomfortable about God or decisions or things that God did in the past in the recorded in the scripture that we don't really understand, God's greatest motivator is his love. He loves us. He sent his son because he loves us. He forgave us because he loves us. He offers mercy for us and justice to us because he loves us. That, that so much of, of who God is and what God does is based around God's great love for us. And it, it is true. And it is good news. It is encouraging news. Uh, regardless of where you find yourself today, what, what motivated you to listen to this, and, and we pray that it's been an encouragement to you, know this. God loves you. That God's love is all over you, like warm IHOP maple syrup <laughs> on a toddler's head. God's love is running all over you. That you, you, you smell like God's love, if you will. That God's love is is a uh, defining factor of your existence. Hey, that is is a human being. God loves him, and God loves you so
0: much. And that's, and that's where we're going to close today uh, in our podcast. And, and we, uh, as David said, we do hope that this is an encouragement to you. Uh, and We pray that you would be part of a Bible-believing uh, community of believers where you are located. Uh, if, the, if you're located in Mercer County, we would love to see you here. If you do not have a church home, we would love to see you here at Harrodsburg Baptist. But until next time, this has been the Sharing Our Journey podcast, a podcast ministry of Herodsburg Baptist Church.